The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 107, where we're going to be talking about one-to-one outreach to sell your services. I'm super excited to share this interview because honestly, this is very similar to what I was able to do in my services business. Now, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsamey.com for show notes and freebies. Now let's get ready to hear from our guest. Hey, Ashley, how are you doing today? Great. I'm so excited to be here. Good. I'm excited to have you here. And uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about um, really with outreach um, and service-based business owners, which is who my audience is, uh, is going to really resonate and I'm excited. So, but first, before we dive in, uh, go ahead and tell my audience a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, so I am a business coach for creatives and entrepreneurs, for pretty much the new and emerging stage entrepreneurs, and I really help people stop doing all the things and stop wearing all the hats, and they, with, when they work with me, they learn to simplify, and not just for the sake of simplifying, but actually because it's what's going to bring them the growth, the sustainable growth that they're after, and it's so that they can enjoy the freedom and the fulfillment that they got into business in the first place for. Dude, so true, and... I love that you use the word sustainable. It's one of my favorite words Um, (laughs) and isn't talked about enough. So I love that. I love it. So go ahead. Um, Like I said, we're going to be talking about your one-to-one method. So that is um, doing outreach on a very personalized one person at a time basis and um, kind of describe either your business or your client's business before you implemented this. So maybe you were trying other things like webinars or, who knows what, you know, group trainings, whatever else, and how did, you know, then we'll get a, kind of get into um, how you switched over to this method. Yeah. So, you know, I think for this method, it really came about out of necessity for myself. It wasn't something that I created for clients first. It was something that I tried in my own business first. And I had heard a lot about all the different methods that you could use to get clients, the paid advertising, the webinars, those types of things. And, and I want to say with a caveat here that those things are all valid and they all work, but this is a method that, I wanted to use at the beginning to really start, you know, generating some warm leads for myself. And so I created it because I wanted to see if there was a simpler way to generate clients for my business. And I also created it because of like a lot of service-based providers, I didn't want to do the feast and famine. And so it's something that I have going all the time so that the warm leads are coming in. Yeah. Which is super, super smart. Feast and famine is real. And <laughs> if you aren't thinking about, you know, you maybe have gotten a bunch of clients in and you're like, all I can focus on are these clients, then that thought right there has already just like put you back into the feast and famine yeah. here shortly. So um, I love that you brought that up. Uh, so then kind of what finally drove you to put this process in place and how did you even think to be, how did that even come about of like, oh, maybe I should just do one-to-one outreach? You know, I, I want to say that it was like a big light bulb moment, but it was just something I kind of started doing. You know, I started seeing people that I could help and I, I thought I could wait for them to come to me or I could be proactive and I could reach out to them. And I started developing this system of how I could reach out to those people. And then I also realized that I could start using the same system to find new people. I didn't have to wait. You know, I could use it to do a little bit of sleuthing and like I'll use it all the time. 
Yeah, I love that. So let's dive in. Yeah. Uh, walk us through the steps um, that you took to create the process um, that ended up being right for you um, and how my audience can do the same. Yeah. Do you mind? I just want to say one thing real quick about the method yeah. is that I want to talk about why it's effective because I think people, you know, like people will hear a lot about the paid advertising, the Facebook ads and like the webinars that we talked about. And yeah. those are all great, but this really works because it helps you cut through the noise, you know, receiving a personal email from someone that really shows that they know what you're about and that they value what you're about is very different from receiving an invitation to join someone on a webinar. Yeah. So it really helps you cut through the noise and go from talking to one to many to one to one. And then it also lets you handpick your leads, you know, and if you have done the work to identify your ideal customer and you have done the work to really understand your audience and what you can do for them, it's so fun to go out there and find those people who would be like the dreamiest match for you and reach out to them. Yeah, no, that's super, super smart. I mean, I feel like we see it all the time where, you know, we're in Facebook groups or honestly at live events or whatever else. And we're like, I think that might be my client. And then you just like, don't do anything about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so I love that you have a method that is effective and that is coming from a genuine place. Um, cause I think that's another thing where it's like, you know, you get those people, I've gotten those group messages or whatever else, uh, not group messages, Facebook messages that are like, are you looking to lose 20 pounds? And I'm like, I mean, maybe, but also are you saying I need to lose 20 pounds? Like, am I, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, that's like not how you approach people. If, if you do solve weight loss problems, um, you know, that is what it is, but also coming at people with that sort of aggressive questioning just doesn't quite work out. So, mm -hmm. and um, I always wonder, is this a real person or is this like a robot, you know, right. when you get the messages exactly. like that. So this, this is that same thing. Like <laughs> you're talking to a real person, you're telling them like, I'm here, I'm ready. I want to chat with you. So, exactly. um, it. So it's about the steps. So it's five steps to the process. The first step is that you're going to make a list of potential clients. And I usually recommend that people sit down and set a timer for 15 minutes or so, and then start making their list. Mm. And if you get stumped while you're making your list, you can look through your LinkedIn contacts. You can look through your Facebook contacts. You can look through your Facebook group. If you run a Facebook group, you know, look through your email list. There's so many places that you can look for leads and start putting those people who are really dreamy, warm leads on that list for you. And then know that you're going to be adding to it constantly as you meet people. Like as soon as you have the awareness that you're looking for these people, you're going to notice that clients are everywhere and you're going to be adding names all the time. Oh, okay. So it's not a, like once you meet somebody, you go right into it, you put them on a list and then you have like a time that you then go through the actual list. Yeah. What I do, I've got the list. The list is, you know, I make the list, you know, someone who hasn't done this before, like would make the list up front and then start sending the emails out, which is, cool. you know, is a step farther down the road, but know that also it's, it's always there. The list always exists. So you have this list of warm leads and dreamy clients all the time. So if, if you meet someone at a networking event and think they would be great then put them on the list and then walk through the steps with them. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Just want to clarify. If you didn't have that conversation with them at the event or you haven't right. had it, obviously, but yeah. yeah, so that's the first one. And, um, you know, the general rule of thumb that I use here to kind of say, should someone go on this list or not is like, is it someone I can help? Is it someone I really connect with and identify with what the work that they're doing? And if it is, then they're a good fit. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. And then the second step is to do a little research. You know, I think like we were just talking about those emails that we get that are like very generalized and very obviously not about connecting with you as a person. So right. it's really important to spend a little bit of time. I'm talking like five, 
10, 15 minutes doing a little research on the people if you haven't met them in person before and just see what they have going on lately. Like see what their latest blog post was, see what's going on with them with, on Instagram, see if they've launched anything recently. And just start to get a feel for what they're about because it also is going to help you qualify them, make sure that they really do belong on the list for you. Mm -hmm. And it's also going to give you a point of connection when you do reach out. Mm, yeah, love that. And so where do you put your list? Like, where do you store it? Like, is it on a note app? Is it on Evernote? Like, yeah. So I think you do what works for you. But for me, that's Excel. It's really an easy place to have like a column for a name when you reached out and then some notes about, you know, what you reached out about and, or some notes about that person. I've seen people do it in Trello. I've seen people, you know, you can use a pen and paper system if that's what works for you, but just make sure it's all in one place. Right. Yeah. Cool. And then the third step is to reach out with a personal email. And, you know, this, we talked about why this is so, so important is to, you know, you want to reach out and you don't want to do a mass email to everybody. But I will say that in order to help this system be not so time consuming, it's great to have some templates to work from. So I have like three or four different email templates that I will use depending on if I'm reaching out to someone that I met at say like a networking event versus somebody that's in my Facebook group or something like that. So I have a couple different templates that I can then personalize and ask the right questions for that particular person. But it saves me some time instead of drafting the email from start every single time. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. And um, something that has also worked for me, honestly, is video. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of personal email, I have um, Bonjoro um, as an app. And I literally just like take my phone and I do like a minute and a half. And yes, like, again, it's templated-ish um, to where I say certain things, but also I'm like, Hey girl, like we chatted in the Facebook group, you know, this is, you know, what's going on in my world. Like, I'd love to hear what's going on in yours. Like let's hop on a quick chat or whatever. Um, and video has been really well cause I'm saying their name. I'm saying where also we met. Um, and I'm saying something that either I saw on their Instagram or something like, Oh cool. Like you went to, you know, Portugal and you know, I went to Portugal two years ago. It was amazing. And again, just like having connection of like, hey, I see you specifically, you as one person. Um, and so if you are nervous about emails, um, I do video. Um, not that I'm nervous about email, but I like video better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's so personalized. So I'll say to like, if you're nervous about emails, I'm at the end of the, I'll share a guide with your listeners that has emails in it because this is the yeah. step where people get stuck. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. And so they just, they stop, they get, they've got their list, they've done the research and then they're like, mm, we'll just do this a little bit later. Yeah. So I'm going to send in this guide, there are three temp email templates where they can take them nice. and use them yeah. because I don't want someone getting stuck on this step. Like, right. yes, they're still going to have to do the work to personalize it, but it gives you some framework. And I love, love, love the video idea too, because it's just, that's so easy for people to consume on the other end. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. And I also love that you said about the next step. Like you didn't just send them a message and whether it's email or video, you don't just send a message and say, Hey, I like what you're doing. Thanks for what you're doing. Like you say, <laughs> right. Can I, let's jump on a call. Like let, not let's jump on a call for me to sell to you. Right. Let's jump on a call because I want to learn more about your goals. Or I want to learn more about what you're up to. And is there any way I can support you? Right. You know, keep it really casual and light and invite them to take that next step with you. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. What's next? have that powerful conversation. So you're not going to get a response to every email, right? You know, but the ones that you do that do jump on schedule a call with you do jump on the phone with you, have a powerful conversation, you know, listen more than you talk, ask the questions that are important to ask, 
say what's not being said, you know, like be that voice of truth for them. And then also always end the conversation by asking how you can support them. And I like that question because it's not like, how can we work together? But it's how can I support you? And they can answer it however they want to. It can be, I'd love you to help promote this launch that I'm doing. It could be like, hey, I like the connection we've had. Will you tell me how you work with people? Like that happens a lot. But giving, asking for permission is such a nice thing to do in that space. And it Mm -hmm. can lead to an actual sales conversation then. Mm, Yeah, I like that there's, the invitation part about it of, and I love getting that question of how can I support you? I love giving that question. Um, and I, because I think it's such a different way of looking at it, um, without saying like, let's work together. Um, but again, a lot of people do ask, like, I really enjoy chatting with you. Like, what is it that you, <laughs> like people are like, what is it you even do? And how do people mm-hmm. work with you? And whatever else. And people get really curious and it opens up that conversation to people who are ready to have it, but it also allows for people to opt out without it feeling like grimy and awkward, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all about that question. I think it's super powerful. And they also often will reflect that question back to you, right? You're going to ask them that, you know, if the person has a big heart and is generous, is going to ask you that same question back. And that's another opportunity for you to say, you know, I'm actually, I have a client opening right now. And this is the type of person that I'm looking for. Do you know anyone like that? And you're not necessarily saying it's you, but you're asking, you're letting them know, like you're open for business and maybe they, maybe their best friend or maybe someone on their team would be a great fit. Like you're starting to get some of the word out about what you're doing too. And that's a great fit for these conversations. Yeah, totally. I agree. And then after the powerful conversation is either, you know, if they became a client, then you do all the onboarding that you would normally do. You enter into that system in your business. And if it just turned into a really lovely conversation and you really identify that they would be an ideal client for you down the road or maybe Mm -hmm. even very soon, Mm -hmm. I like to follow up with a couple of resources that we might've talked about on the call, like follow up with something, give generously to them. And then I'll make a plan. I'll make a note in that Excel doc that I should follow up in two weeks or a month's time or so and -hmm. just check in with them. So it's a little different for every person. Like if I know that they're say launching their website, maybe I'll keep an eye for it and let them Mm -hmm. send a congratulations when it's up. Or if I know that, you know, I just want to check in with them around the new year to see how business is going. It's a little different for everyone, which is where the last part of the system is actually checking in with that spreadsheet that you've created or that Trello doc Mm -hmm. and, and actually making sure that it's a regular ongoing part of your business. So then when you go back um, to that document, are you marking, okay, this person already became a client, this person said not now, or this person, we didn't move forward at all. Like, are you making, how do you uh, keep that living document Mm -hmm. um, up to date? Yeah. So after the call, I'll go in and I'll make a, basically a next step plan. Like here's what the next steps are for them. If they became a client, then I just take them off the list. And oh, gotcha. cleaned it up a little bit. But yeah, like I just, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of words in there, like a lot of notes for me to keep track of and stuff. And I think for some people that might hold them back. They might think like, that's kind of strange to be that particular about the conversations that you've had. But if you're doing a lot of these, you want to make sure that you have that information on hand for ease. And also so that you can just keep that, hold that space for that person. Right. A hundred percent. Cause I, th- I think, you know, if you are having ongoing sales calls um, in sort of space businesses, businesses, then you're talking to a lot of people. They're talking to you about different problems or talking to you about uh, different personal things going on. And it's like, 
I know I can't keep track. I can barely keep track of my own life. Let's be real. So like having to keep track of people that I've spoken to previously, you know, it's, it really is important, especially if you're a service-based business owner, you are of service, which means that it, it should be of importance to you to know people um, on a more intimate level and to remember their name or remember their dog's name if that was important to them or that they just had a birthday in Vegas or whatever the thing is. Um, and, you know, I think people hate the word CRM system because it sounds super robotic and doesn't <laughs> sound genuine. However, honestly, I see it as just like a reminder system. Like that's how I think of it in my brain is just, oh, refresh my memory on like what's going on with her versus you know, this is her birthday and her dog and her, you know, where she lives and stuff like that. Um, so then you, cause you basically use your Excel as a CRM system instead mm -hmm. of, you know, whatever else. And do you have reminder calendars like of birthdays or significant times of them at all? Or do you just check the list so often that when you see something come through, then you reach out? Yeah, I'll check it every week or every two weeks or so and just check in with it, scroll through. If someone is like, some, if something is pretty urgent, I might take what's on that list and put it on my paper calendar. Mm. You know, I'm very pen and paper type now. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, if something is like, I need to check in with them next week, I'll put a reminder down mm. in the moment. But yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying about the systems. Like it can feel a little nosy, right? Or a little strange to keep a little <laughs> impersonal, right? To keep all these notes on people. But if you're having all these sales conversations and just connection calls with people, you have to think about how you want to show up. And if you want to show up as someone who's really informed and really in the know about their business, like you have to do the research and you have to make the notes. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have experience where we've had a call with somebody, I don't know, some months go by or something, and then you like pop back into their world or something, and then it seems like they've completely forgotten about you or don't know you or don't even remember that you spoke at all. And that's like, oh, it makes you feel really like insignificant. Mm -hmm. Even though you know, obviously, this person is talking to other people, it just, you know, you obviously remember the conversation. Um, and so for the other person not to, then it's like, oh, bum city. So, to avoid all of that, this is a really good system to have. Um, mm -hmm. And it's easy. It's not in a complicated software tool. Like no. you said. It's at Excel, um, which, you know, if that really freaks you out, put it in a Google Doc. Like whatever you want to do, do. Mm -hmm. That's going to make it work for you. So. Yeah. And if that really freaks you out, put it in a notebook. Like this, right. you don't need anything in the guide that I'm going to share. There's a space yeah. for it, like a piece of paper where you write their name and their notes. Like if that's yeah. what works for you and do it like that you got to find the right placeholder for those names but other right. than that it's pretty easy to execute yeah exactly so i'm going to get into the final few questions uh what was your best financial investment in business you know i've made some good ones um but i have to say that my online business manager is the best investment i've ever made she is my right hand gal and she makes my life easier and she does all the things that i have no business doing or have no clue how to do yeah. <laughs> yes. Hiring a person that can help anticipate your needs and just like build the things that need to be built is priceless. It's, it's like, magic. It's yeah. just, it's like magic. Send along these things you want done and then they're done. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very cool. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? You know, I, I did paid advertising. And I did it too early. 
you know, I, I listened to all the noise in the very beginning of my coaching business and I heard you should do Facebook ads right away and I shouldn't have done on that early. It wasn't the right time, you know? And so mm. I wish I had just relied on this system and said that was going to be enough because it was enough. So then was it, um, did you do your own ads or you paid somebody to do your ads? I have done it both ways. Um, I, well, I've tried both early ways. Time was the early time was paying, paying, somebody else. paying someone, no, paying someone to teach me how to do it. So this is about knowing your zone of genius and knowing like I'm not a big techie. And so it's like, I should, I didn't have any business doing that. So they went okay, but I could have poured that time and energy and resources into just reaching out to people and I would have seen a much better return. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. And yeah, Facebook ads are in my, you know, I have kind of this four quadrant thing where it's, you know, what am I good at and enjoy? What am I not good at and enjoy? What am I not good at? Or what am I good at, but enjoy? And then like, what is the last quadrant of what do I hate and what do I not enjoy? That would be the Facebook ads. Yeah. <laughs> that would be website development, any sort of graphic stuff. There's a lot in that yeah. quadrant um, and very few things in what I like. Um, and I think that's how it should be because if you've done the work and figuring out really what your zone of genius is and what you want to spend your time doing, then it can make it really easy to bring on an OBM or a VA or whoever else website developer, Facebook ads person to start in that quadrant of just stuff that you should never touch, but mm-hmm. sometimes has to be done in your business. Like you have to, you don't have to, I guess, let me not use the have word. Um, but for me anyway, um, I have to have uh, like social media posts go out and then I'm not creating that. I'm just not, can I go on Canva and deal with it? Yes. Should I? No. Um, so just hire it out and, you know, I can say, focus on my clients and the stuff that I actually need to do. Mm, uh, I love that. Yeah. That stuff is, is so, so crucial. Uh, so where can people find you online? Website, social media, maybe you have a Facebook group. All the places. Yeah. So I do run a Facebook group. It's called the Simplified Entrepreneur. And we talk about how to simplify your business so that you can have that fulfillment and the freedom and the growth that you want to have. And then you awesome. can find me, my website is ashleymgartland.com. And then the guide that I talked about is going to be at my website at ashleymgartland.com backslash get clients. Perfect. And all that will be in the show notes for you to easily access and get plugged in. And I'm excited to hopefully get some feedback on uh, you guys using the one-to-one method. And I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised at how, how little of time you actually do have to spend doing this. Um, I, you know, our world is so, um, bigger, more, the, people, all the things. And when you really are in a service-based business and you're servicing clients in whatever way, it really is crucial to have those one-to-one connections. And that's honestly how I've built my business to where it's out 110%. Um, And I think that it is the smartest way to, again, build a sustainable business um, because we all would like to be around for a little while. Um, And so I hope people really, really take this and run with it um, because I think it's really going to help the issue of not getting clients, which tends to be what, what is a struggle for a lot of service-based business owners. So thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing your tips, your tricks, um, your method. Um, and I think people are really, really going to enjoy it and get some, some really awesome results from it. Great. I look forward to the success stories as well. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. 
If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.